The word of the Lord comes to us in Psalm 105 and verse 1. The Bible says, O give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. The word of the Lord comes in Psalm 106 verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. There are three passages, three chapters, Psalm 107.1, and 136.1, that all starts a song by saying the same thing. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth endureth forever. We have many songs, many songs of thanksgiving. The scripture, the psalms are replete with these songs of thanksgiving and praise. Many places the Bible instructs us to give thanks. And as I said a moment ago, thanks, giving thanks is a decision. But as you and I know, good songs, good songs come from a place of deep feelings in the heart something that moves us, something that stirs us emotionally, those powerful stirring emotions that, that, that rise up from that deeper place, such being amazing grace. You read the background of amazing grace and you'll find that that comes from a deep place. It is well with my soul. You read the background of that song, it is well with my soul. You'll find that it comes from a place of hardship, of emotion. The Bible gives us an indication of that here in, in uh, Psalms. We read you these scriptures. But in 1 Chronicles 16, 7, you find a start point for something like what we just read. And in 1 Chronicles 16, 7, the Bible word uh, expresses the story this way. It says, then on that day, then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms, sing unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. It started out, then on that day. Then on that day. It's just simply giving to us a point in time. Then on that day, this is an expression. It is a term that signifies something has taken place. There is a special significance. Something has changed. Something has shifted. There has been something that has gone on. Then on that day in First Chronicles is talking about the time that the Ark of the Covenant came Home. This was special to them because the Ark of the Covenant represented God to the people of God. The Ark of the Covenant had been lost in a battle. It had been lost by, by the people that had turned their back on God and had unappreciated or lost appreciation for the value of the things of God. And so therefore the Ark had been taken by their enemy. But on this day, then on this day, the Ark was back where it belonged. The Ark is back in Jerusalem. The Ark 
is here in the city of God, amongst the people of God, the ark is back where it belongs. This phrase is used in another place in connection with David in 2 Samuel 22, 1. David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. David experienced the victorious power of God delivering him from his enemies. And in the day, he lifted a song to the Lord. Are y'all with me now? Then on that day, in the day, this indicates that I've reconnected with the things of God. It indicates that God has brought me out. It indicates that things aren't like they used to be. It indicates that I've come through the battle and I have survived and I've lived to tell my testimony. In that day, I will give thanks unto the Lord. David, the songwriter, gave us this in 1 Chronicles 16. He gave us a song that instructs us to give thanks. We give thanks unto the Lord. We make known his deeds. We sing unto him. We talk of his great works. We glory in his holy name. We let our heart rejoice. We seek his strength and his face. We remember his marvelous works. We are mindful of his covenant. We sing unto the Lord. We declare his glory to the world. We give unto the Lord the honor that is due unto him. We bring an offering to the Lord and we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. All these things indicate that I've decided I'm going to give thanks. I've decided that I'm going to celebrate. I've made up my mind this is what I'm going to do. Then on that day, in 1634 of First Chronicles, the word said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said amen and praised the Lord. Would everybody here just say amen? amen. And all the people said amen and praised the Lord. Thanksgiving, I preached this little outline at Rotary on Tuesday, and um, I was exceptionally short on that day, and Clay actually, did you see your picture in the paper, Pop? Yeah, your picture was in the paper. You guys that are visiting, we have one paper that comes out on Wednesday, and uh, still 75 cents, it has been for 100 years, and you go get that paper, you can read it in about two minutes, and, uh, and then you can just recycle it. And it helps, it helps the Lexington progress. Thanksgiving is three things. Thanksgiving is number one, intentional. Intentional. Thanksgiving is intentional because when we give thanks, we're saying, I will give thanks. Therefore, it's deliberate. We do it on purpose. Thanksgiving is directional. Thanksgiving is as we are looking at it in this setting, is intentional, but it's also directional. I will give thanks to the Lord. It's focused. I will give thanks to the Lord. And thanksgiving 
is motivational because it motivates others to join. As I read to you just a moment ago, that scripture in, in, in Chronicles 16, all the people said amen and praised the Lord. So Thanksgiving in a setting like this is inclusive. In the day, and here's where I'm going with this message this morning. In the day. The day represents a point in time, not a particular date. And so here we are in 2020. Are y'all with me? I, I would hope that somebody's going to make some T-shirts and we can all show up on January 1st with a shirt that says, I survived 2020. 2020, we started it out powerfully, y'all. We started it out, it's a year of vision. I was motivated. I was excited. It's a year of, it's a time of, of freshness. Every new year is a time of freshness. It's a time of focus. It's a time of renewed faith. In the very first week of 2020, I had the flu. I was talking to somebody, and all of a sudden, I felt like I'm about to go down. And I remember being at somebody's house, and I had to hold on to their counter because the world was spinning, and I was about to crash with the world. And I go to Dr. Debbie. Dr. Debbie tested me. I had the flu. I wanted to be over it in two days because we had, we had vision retreat up at Camp Lake Benson. Brother Marshall was coming in doing vision retreat with us. And so whether I was over it or not, I still went to vision retreat. And if y'all got sick after that, you can blame it on me. And I'm sorry about that. 2020, we started out, it's this year of freshness, this year of focus, this year of faith, this year of, 2020 is perfect vision. But moments in, do y'all remember the trucks almost blowing off the interstate there across the Tennessee River on I-40? Whoever thought we would get a hurricane in Tennessee? We should have just rewound 2020 right then. Moments into 2020, we had crazy weather events. We had social unrest. We had pandemic that set in in March. We had uncertainty and incivility, and we have seen extreme political polarization. And today, here we are. We're just one month left in 2020, and here we are this final Sunday of November in, in 2020. You can fill in the blank, anything you want to fill it in with. I saw somebody posted on Facebook the other day a picture of a cow flying. And they said, usually I would be curious, but it's 2020. <laughs> you can fill in the blank, but I want to fill it in this way. I want to borrow a word from the little known prophet or the minor prophet. He's probably greatly known, but the minor prophet, he only had three chapters in his book. And he used an expression called even though. Somebody say, even though. Turn to your neighbor and say, even though. Things may not be as they were. They may not be as I wanted them to be. Even though things aren't perfect, I still choose to give thanks. I still choose to rejoice in the Lord. And I realize that my choice for giving thanks and my choice for rejoicing can become contagious. I, I, we, we know what being contagious is. We know what spreading things is. I wish First Pentecostal Church would be a super spreader of thanks giving in this community we can choose 
and it can become contagious. And as the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk made the statement in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17, although, this just simply means even though, even though the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Somebody needs to get an even though in their mindset, and they need to get a yet I will in their vocabulary. Even though it's going to be my mindset, and yet I will is going to be my vocabulary, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The reason is, is the Lord God is my strength and he shall make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. It may, it may feel like that everything has lost its sense of normality and even if I've got everything around me that's upended, I'm making up my mind that I'm going to rejoice in the Lord and the Lord is going to turn this situation around, not because of me, but because of who he is. 2020 is the oddest year in my history, but 2020 has also been a year of transition. And so here we are on this last fifth Sunday of 2020, and God poured this into my heart, and I'm just bringing it. That's all. 2020. Today, we celebrate. 2020. Pastor Nick and Sister Kim helped me put this together, what I'm about to share with you. Collected pictures, put a video together. Hello, Pastor Nick. This is 2020. He's quarantining. He was going to be right here behind the pulpit, but he was exposed to that nasty old COVID-19, as Pop calls it. Sorry, Nick. Thank you for putting this together. From December the 1st, 2019, 2019, to this present day, one calendar year. Tuesday's going to be December 1st. In one calendar year, I'm just going to tell you a few things that we know of that has happened in this one calendar year. I'm going to call some names. And if you hear your name called or if you see your picture pop up on the screen, I just want you to stand and come walk up here and just stand in the front. 2020, December of 2019, we had three people that received the Holy Ghost and two were baptized. Y'all start making your way on front when you see your picture. Aaliyah Scott had a genetic disease that was healed. Jay Rawson had a cancer concern. He was healed. Cindy Manus had 16 years damage in her right wrist, numbness in her fingers. She was healed. Brother Maddox had two fractures in his foot. The x-ray came back that he was healed. Diane Baker had kidney stones for two years. She was healed. January of 2020, there were 12 new people filled with the Holy Ghost. Six were baptized. February, four received the Holy Ghost. Two 
were baptized. Billy Bray had kidney stone pain. He was healed today. He needs healing for another ailment in his body. In the Word of God, I believe he's going to be healed before this day is over. Anthony Sweatman had sciatic nerve in his back, and he was healed. March, the pandemic started. 18 received the Holy Ghost and 13 were baptized in the month that the pandemic started. April, one received the Holy Ghost and 10 more were baptized. May, five received the Holy Ghost and eight more were baptized. Barbara Rowland had a fracture in her back, also cancer concerns, and she was completely healed. June, the June we had three to receive the Holy Ghost and two to be baptized. Sister Gail had blood pressure numbers that it's that it messed up and we prayed for the numbers to normalize and they normalized in June. Philip and Amy Lemming's family prayed over a neighbor that had cancer concerns. The test came back there was no cancer. Addison and Christina Garrett's family received a financial miracle. Sister Kina had back and shoulder pain healed. In July one more was baptized and received the Holy Ghost. In August, two were baptized in the Holy Ghost and five baptized in water. Brother Donovan was having issues with pain in his foot. We, was, we prayed over him and he was healed. September, one received the Holy Ghost, three more were baptized. Sister Beverly's family member was having a baby and there was knots in the umbilical cord. Prayer was made, checked again, and the knots were gone. Emily Anglin had a mass that they thought was cancerous just to completely go away from her kidney. James Bray. James Bray had a carotid artery that was clogged. We prayed over him. He goes in to have surgery, and they go in and find that it had opened prior to the surgery. Julia Bray and Theresa Pierce, both. Julia Bray and Theresa Pierce just recently both had hemorrhages in their eyes. They were completely healed with no sign of scarring. Sister Julia had depression lifted. John Nelson, God brought him out of depression and alcohol addiction healed and delivered. Jackie Manus and Curtis Lloyd went on the vent with COVID. They were healed. October, two more were baptized. Amanda Barker had multiple spots on her lungs. Cancer was the what was what they were looking for. It's gone. She was healed. Sherry Lockhart Webb went in for a biopsy on a cyst. There was concern it was cancerous. They went in and they found out it was benign. The surgery didn't take two hours. It was a 15-minute procedure. In November, one more was filled with the Holy Ghost and two more were baptized. We're going to celebrate 2020. We're going to celebrate 2020. We're going to celebrate 2020. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Our country may not be able to get its act together. Our experts may not know what they're talking about, but our God is still on the throne. Our God is still in control. Clap your hands one more time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
They can say what they want to about 2020. Here's what we're going to say. We're going to celebrate because in 2020 we moved into a brand new building on land that God gave to us. In 2020 we heard a vision from the bishop that we're not even going to be able to seat all those that God's going to bring in. We're in the middle of revival. 2020 is a year of revival. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You can be seated just for a moment. Also, 2020 has been very personal for some people that are going to share with you for a minute. Sister Edna is going to step up here. Come on, Sister Edna. Sister Edna has had some things happen in her life that is worthy of you hearing. Brother Tom Pierce has had some things happening in his life that's worthy of your hearing. Addison and Christine have had some things that you're going to hear. And in the final testimony, it's going to be Emily. And then you're going to help me preach this through. This is Sister Edna. Sister Edna Martin. year but for me it's been wonderful to start off I, I received the Holy Ghost I was baptized and prayers were answered I have a son that hasn't talked to me for 15 years and the ladies group myself at home my sisters everyone prayed that he would come around and one day out of the blue he called me and he has called me every week since. Also, when Sister Marshall and Brother Marshall were here, Sister Marshall prayed for the pain in my knees. And the very night she prayed, I put my cane down and I've not used it since. Um, I've had a sister that's had skin cancer and the doctors told her that it would probably be fatal and they're wrong, she's healed. Yeah. Uh, my brother's had COVID, he's home again working his farm. And for myself, there are so many blessings that Brother David hadn't gave me that much time. So I just wanna praise God and I have learned this year that without God, you can't have any blessings. Thank you all. Praise God. 2020 also in the June of this year, 2020. I believe Father's Day was the first service. I got to meet Tom and Theresa Pierce. Brother Tom is going to share with us not just his testimony, but also a song. And God bless him as he comes. <laughs> I'd like to thank the pastor for having me do this. Uh, my last prayer was 
Lord, you know what I want. I, I would like to have a church family, and I would like to have a place where I fit in, where they believe like I do. And, uh, the next week, my neighbor invited us, Brother Lanny invited us to come, and as soon as I walked in and I met you folks, I knew that this was the answer. Um, when I was in the military, I was 25, and they give you a physical when you're 25, and they found out that something was wrong with my liver. And it was going to process me, long story short, for a discharge. Well, my father is a pastor of a church, and they put me on a 24-hour power line. They did biopsies. They'd done ultrasounds. They come in to do one more thing. Doctor comes in, leaves. He comes back, and he goes, I don't know how to tell you this, son, but your liver's perfect. <laughs> I wasn't saved at that time. Um, after my honorable discharge from the United States Air Force after almost nine years of service, um, I decided to go to Nashville. I'd been playing music since I was a kid, and it was my long life dream. And I toiled so hard with that, wanting to do that, that that was my number one objective in life, and I was getting there. This time 20 years ago, I was playing right next to the Grand Ole Opry. Do you know I'd step off the stage and something wouldn't write. I couldn't put my finger on it. I had a lot of good times when I did it, but when I stepped off, something was missing. Somebody put an envelope at work inside my lunchbox. I said, God told me to tell you, take this $20 bill and go to church on Sunday and put it in the offering plate. Or if you don't want to, just stick it in your pocket. It's up to you. And I did. And I've given my heart to the Lord. I went back and I started, kept playing for a while. But the Lord let me know that's not what he wanted me to do. And so I quit. Now, it's the best thing God ever did for me because I had my ladder leaned on the wrong house. What would, it, what would it get you if you gained the world and lost your soul? But you know, I can look out and I can see where God's blessed me. He's given me favor on every job I've ever been. He's given me favor with everything he's ever blessed me. I can look out to the north, south, east, and west, and God has blessed me tremendously. So if you're here and you don't have a relationship with him, today would be a real good day for you to change that. Well, God gave me the ability and he gave me songs and I just want to exalt his name and I'm going to walk with him. It might be 2020, but I think it's been a good year for me. God knows what I need, how much I need and where I can get it. So this is the first song I wrote after I transformed and took my first breath. I tasted of him, Brother Beecham, and he's good. In his soul, world of sorrow, yeah, God gave his only son to live. Die for me, and you and everyone on that cross said forgiveness. If they know not what they do, now he sets 
by the Father for me and for you. And I'm gonna walk with Jesus. Oh, how I seek his face. And I'm gonna walk with Jesus and live in his sweet grace. Yes, I'm gonna walk with Jesus, the one who died for me. Yes, I'm gonna walk and praise his holy name. God's spirit here will not always strive with man. So come and walk with Jesus while you still can without his spirit he clearly says that you are none of mine when Jesus comes back just what will he find and I'm gonna walk with Jesus Oh, how I seek your face And I'm gonna walk with Jesus And live in his sweet grace Yes, I'm gonna walk with Jesus The one who died for me Yes, I'm gonna walk Praise his holy name. Yes, I'm a gonna walk and praise his holy name. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Tom. 2020. We're going to celebrate 2020. I want Addison and Christina to come, and they're going to share something with you. God bless them. I, this is one of my stories also that I'm just thankful for. And I've got, a, I've got a story with all of these, as you do. We all have stories that are interconnected and intertwined. And this is Addison and Christina, and uh, love these guys. Hello, church. To do some talking to, so it's not just gonna be me. We're the Garretts, and many of you guys have invited us in your homes and in your life, and we appreciate it. We were church searching, what do you think, December of last year? And we went to the coffee shop, it just opened up jitters. And I was sitting there, we're getting ready to go to Walmart, getting aggravated because I just left the house, caffeine was way low. Energy way low, three kids screaming and playing, so I, I wanted coffee. And behold, on this cold night, February, our beautiful pastor and his, uh, what was it? You were doing a kids group, wasn't you? And I seen him, and I don't know what it was drawn, it, it just my eyes drawn to him. And I asked him, I said, what do you do? And he told me he was a pastor. And I started questioning things, and, and my heart just jumped out at him. 
And I just started asking him all these questions. And before you know it, he invited me to sit down with his Bible study. And I told him, wait, wait, I got to go get my daughter. And if she doesn't come, I'm going to be back. He looked at me all puzzled and he was shocked. Because here I am just drinking coffee and I'm just so adamant about getting into his Bible study. And I don't know, I just ran home, which was two minutes, but that's besides the point. But I ran home, I, I rushed him, I told my wife, we're going to a Bible study. She said, whoa, I'm cooking dinner, what are you doing? You just had to go to Walmart, that's all you had to do. <laughs> Hold on. I said, you, I, I met some people, I just got to go. Kendall, let's go, put your clothes on, put your coat on, and let's just go. I don't even think she had the right shoes on. She just threw on some Crocs or whatever it was in the winter. But anyway, so we went to the Bible study. And I was just so blown away with just the children and how intrigued they were. And there I was feeling like a 10-year-old kid again, listening, anticipating every question, trying to be quiet as an adult, just listening to the kids answer. And he invited us, and the group invited us to church the next day. And I, without even a shadow of doubt, I said yes. And as, the minute I walked into the old church, I felt the presence of God. It was something that I had been looking for and something I was searching for. <laughs> I remember my wife, she looked at me and said, another church, come on, Addison, because we had been church searching. I had pulled her out of a church three different times, and each time we'd, we got kind of rooted in, but I knew there was something missing. The Spirit of God was missing, and a family. And as soon as we joined the church, which there's no membership, this is a come-as-you-are welcome guys I met the males I met the sweatmans I met I met so many of you guys that if I said our name it'd be even longer speech but God's just blessed us with a family friends divine appointments is what I'd call 2020 for us it's been absolutely wonderful I went to my first men's conference and seen men strong men of all walks singing. I thought Jason was the only one that sung loud. These men were singing. <laughs> These guys were singing. And it didn't matter if they were this big or as big as Jason. I mean, they were just singing. And it was, it was beautiful. And I've met, I've, uh, I gotta admit, this church comes with perks. Everybody cooks good. So, I mean, the preaching's great. Um, this, this 2020 has been absolutely divine with the appointments, the people we've met, the families that we've brought into our homes, the families that we've seen be broken apart from the world and brought into the church, just things that have touched us. If, if we had to tell our testimony, it'd take a whole service. Um, Brother Marshall, absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. He brought us even closer to God. We were baptized in Jesus' name. We hadn't had a clear understanding of who Jesus really was until we met Brother Marshall. Um, I don't want to talk too long. I'm going to let my beautiful wife talk. I think I've kind of chattered on a little bit. Okay, guys, I'm nervous. Well, 2020 has been the best year of our lives. I can say that without any doubt at all. Coming to this church was the best decision my husband's ever made for our family and um, just so many blessings in our life 
um, people have spoke promises over our lives and promises have been fulfilled and we're still holding on to the other ones that haven't and believing that they will be. Um, we were baptized, our daughter was baptized. March 1st, um, Sister Bonnie Marshall taught a message about radical transformation. And I knew sitting there in that seat, I had been saved and I had been baptized more times than I care to even tell you. I had been searching and searching and searching for something and I hadn't had that radical transformation that Sister Bonnie was talking about. And that day, I just remember my feet moving before I could even give them permission to and falling at the feet of Jesus and just basking in the presence of God. And I just want to encourage anybody today, if you cannot remember when you fell at Jesus' feet, because we sat underneath pastors for years who would say, on such and such date, this is when I was saved. And I would think, I can't remember anything. I'm never going to remember what date I was saved or anything. I will never forget March 1st, 2020, Sister Vonnie's message, who was around me, who prayed for me. I will never forget that because there is something so sweet and so memorable about laying everything down at the feet of Jesus. So... I just encourage anybody today, if you've been saved, you've been baptized, but you can't remember it, if it was not a radical transformation, if you went home and you lived the exact same life, you went home, you yelled at your husband, you cussed at your kids, you kicked the dog, whatever. I mean, you, you went home and you lived the exact same life before you claimed you were saved or before you were washed by the blood. If you, can't, if you can't show that radical transformation, I just encourage you today at some point during this service to fall at the feet of Jesus, to bask in his presence because it is something that you will not ever forget. He is so good. He is so faithful. And he is, he is never changing. He is just so good anyways. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful to be here and to have you guys as my family. You guys are my family. I love y'all. Awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Incredible. Incredible. 2020, we celebrate 2020. In May of 2020, early part of May, I did a baptism. And I'll never forget standing in the water, looking face to face at this next person that's going to come up and testify. And I looked at her and I said, you're going to have a ministry of deliverance. And the Spirit of God spoke. And I began to watch that look upon her face. It's been a battle, it's been a struggle, and nobody's denying that, and the battles and the struggles continue. But the more battles and the more struggles you get, 
behind you and under your belt, so to speak, the stronger you become, the more confident you become, the more focused you become. And I've watched that play out over these past eight months or, or six months, and I want Emily to come and share her incredible testimony. Emily. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. No, come on. Praise the Lord. If you truly mean it, praise the Lord. If he's ever done anything for you, praise the Lord. Praise him like you mean it. Praise him like he deserves it. Give him some thanks in this place. Fifteen and a half years ago, I walked away from God into a lifestyle of homosexuality and witchcraft. For 14 years, I lived as a lesbian. Not just a lesbian, but I wanted to be a man. I dressed like a man. I talked like a man. I walked like a man. I thought like a man. I wanted to be a man. My friends called me brother, and my nickname was Pinocchio because I wanted to be a real boy. The last nine years, I was in a committed relationship that I thought would be forever. But God. I struggled with cutting, depression, and suicidal tendencies. I started drinking and smoking pot to deal with the thoughts and feelings that were constantly attacking my mind. I would numb myself with pot all day, every day, spending anywhere from $120 to $200 a week to sustain my habit and keep my mind numb. But God... I hated all things of God. If he was going to send me to hell for loving a woman, I would hate him for not understanding. If he hated me that much, I would hate him back. Looking for something to fulfill that God-sized hole in my life, I turned to witchcraft. Witchcraft accepted my lifestyle, and it always fascinated me. I read everything I could get my hands on on the subject of witchcraft, and I began practicing Wicca as a solitary witch. I was so against God, I would tell you to your face, I am not a Christian. I am a pagan. If you would try to talk to me about God, I would quickly turn on you and almost spit in your face. But God. In May of last year, I got to a point of depression in my life that I did not want to live anymore. Everything was dark, and I just wanted to die. I told my doctor how I felt, and after much discussion, 
I end up going to Memphis to Lakeside Mental Hospital for observation, counseling, and med adjustments. While I was there, there was a lady that began to talk to me about God, and as I normally would, I quickly informed her that I was pagan and a practicing witch. I also informed her that I was a lesbian and that God did not accept me as a lesbian. She was very kind to me, and through her kindness, I began to listen. Now, her idea of God was way out there. I'm talking way out there. But she got me to start thinking about God for the first time in a long time. I was in Lakeside for about a week, and when I came out, I was still thinking. The week after I got out, I met this lady in Memphis for a time of relaxation. And at that point in time, she said, play God with me. I said, what do you mean, play God with you? She said, act like you love God with all your heart. So me being the cocky individual that I was, I turned on Pandora, the gospel music, and the song Total Praise came on. And as I began to sing with the song Total Praise, that old familiar feeling of God started to flood me. And I stopped singing because I didn't understand where that feeling had come from. I had not felt God in years. Why now? But God. When I got home, I went to the library and checked out some books. Max Licato, Joyce Meyer, whatever I could get my hands on. I did not own a Bible. This was the closest thing that I could get, and I began to read. And as I read, questions began to rise in my heart. And one Monday in June, I shut the book I was reading and looked to heaven. And I prayed for the first time in years. I said, God, if it's against your will for me to be with my girlfriend, you're going to have to do something. I do not have it in me to leave her. If it's truly against you, God, you're going to have to intervene because I can't do it. Now, my girlfriend and I had never fought nine years, and nothing had been able to come between us. The Wednesday after that Monday, we had the biggest fight of our lives over one of her children. By Saturday, she told me it was over. We were done. I was mad. I was hurt. I was confused. I was broken. I didn't understand. But God had answered my prayer. It took two weeks for me to realize my prayer had been answered. And when it first dawned on me, when it finally registered that God had answered, I began to turn towards him. 
it was not easy. I was still bound by my lifestyle. But God. August of last year, I began to move closer to God. And he has transformed my entire life. He has changed me inside and out. My mind has been set free from the depression that once tormented me. The anger I once felt has been changed into love. I no longer want to be a man. I am a strong woman of God. I am the daughter of the king. am changed I realize that he never stopped loving me even in my sinful state he still loved me my parents aren't able to be here today but I want to publicly thank my mom and dad they never stopped Praying for me. They never stopped. And I'm here to tell you if you've got kids that are wayward, don't stop praying. God is still answering prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Say it again. Tell them. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. I am an answer to 14 years of prayer. Don't stop praying. God is still answering prayer. He's still reaching. He's still going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes. Oh, somebody give him praise. Stand to your feet and give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Look what the Lord has done. You saw the altar filled with those that have been baptized, have been filled with the Holy Ghost, that have been healed. You heard it from their own mouths, the songs, the words. The restoration of families, the healings, the direction. Brother Tom's got a story that would take a lot longer than what he shared with you as Addison and Christina as well. And God blessed me with the privilege of sitting in the front row 
of the Emily Heimbach testimony. From the moment I stood with her in the baptistry, the first part of May, and the moments we've spent together praying, we've battled through some things and we've struggled through some things. But Emily, what God spoke through me to you in the baptistry just started three minutes ago. The ministry of deliverance, Tom, the renewing that God's brought you to. Christina and Addison, what God is bringing you into. This is just the beginning. Edna, what God's done for you, he's placed you as a mother of Zion. And there's gonna be restoration in multiple families. This is just the beginning. We celebrate what God has done. Oh, come on, lift a high praise to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalm 136 is a Hallel Psalm and I had intended to preach it and you helped me bring it out, bring it home. But I just want you to look at something and I want you to be involved in this. And then we're going to come around this front and we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to praise. Psalm 136, this psalm that is a psalm of thanksgiving or a praise psalm or as the scripture calls it or the history calls it Hallel, where we get the term for praise. Hallelujah. The priest would do the first line of the psalm. And the congregation would lift their voice in unison and bring the second line. You see, thanksgiving, offering praise, is never supposed to be a one-sided thing. It's not supposed to be a professional praise team and a band putting on a show for a congregation. And it's not just supposed to be a minister that is up speaking a word in a one-sided deal where he's speaking and they're just sitting. It is God's will that every voice in this room be united together to lift up a thanksgiving to the Lord. And the psalm goes this way in Psalm 136, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. That's what the priest would say and what the congregation would say is for his mercy endureth forever I want you to join your voices with me and let's look at this and you join and you do your part and you say it out loud and you say it emphatically and you say it until it's driven home in your spirit that his mercy endureth forever 14 years is a long time for a mama to be praying but I guarantee you sister Janice has got tears flowing down her face today sitting in her house watching and praising God if his mercy endures forever 14 years is really not that long. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords. To him who alone 
great wonders. To him that made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. And brought Israel out from among them. I'm sorry, I skipped a verse. I'm at 12. Thank God for technology. You, you weren't supposed to say his mercy endureth forever. Verse 12, with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him which led his people through the wilderness. To him that smote great kings for his mercy forever. and slew famous kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, for his mercy and Og, the king of Bashan, and gave their land for a heritage, even a heritage unto, unto Israel, his servant. in our low estate and hath redeemed us from our enemies who giveth food to all flesh oh give thanks unto the God of heaven oh give thanks unto the God of heaven oh give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We just joined our voices with history. We just joined our voices with a great cloud of witnesses, with the multitude of worshipers. Let's praise Him together. Why don't you just gather on in?
Just lift a shout of praise one more time. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We celebrate what God has done. We've joined our voices with history, with a great cloud of witnesses, with the multitude of worshipers that have preceded us. We've praised the Lord, we've praised the great creator, we've praised the mighty deliverer, the mighty God, the only God, the God of gods, the one that delivered us provided for us and elevated us. If there's anybody in this room that he's brought you out, why don't you just wave right now? If there's anybody in this room that he's provided for you when it looked like there was no way. How many of you know he's lifted you up and he's changed your life? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God's been too good for us not to thank Him. And when you look at give thanks in Scripture, it is a public acknowledgement. Today you and I are too grateful to remain hateful. We're too content 